She woke with a knife at her throat, or so she thought. Seishan came fully alert but kept her eyes closed, feigning sleep, feeling something sharp slicing into her neck. She instinctively knew not to move, not yet. Wary, she relied on her senses but heard no whisper of movement, felt no stirring of air across her bare skin, detected no scent of body or breath that was not her own. She smelled only a hint of roses and disinfectant. Am I alone? With the sharp pressure still on her neck, she peeked one eye open and took in her environment in a heartbeat. She lay sprawled in an unknown bed, in a room she'd never seen before. Across the bed, the covers were finely textured brocade. Above the headboard, an old tapestry hung. On the mantel over a fireplace, a crystal vase of fresh-cut roses sat beside an 18th-century gold clock with a thick marble base. The time read a few minutes past ten, confirmed by a modern clock radio resting atop a walnut bedside table. From the warm tone of the light flowing through the sheer curtains, she assumed it was morning. She picked out muffled voices speaking French, a match to the room's decor and appointments passing down the hall outside the room. Hotel room, she surmised. Expensive, elegant, not what she could afford. She waited several more breaths, making sure she was alone. She had spent her younger years running the slums of Bangkok and the back alleys of Phnom Penh, half feral, a creature of the street. Back then, she had learned the rudimentary skills of her future profession. Survival on the streets required vigilance, cunning, and brutality. When her former employers found her and recruited her from those same streets, the transition to assassin proved an easy one. Twelve years later, she wore another face, an evolution that a part of her still fought, leaving her half-formed, waiting for that soft clay to harden into its new shape. But what would she become? She had betrayed her former employers, an international criminal organization called The Guild. But even that name wasn't real, only a useful pseudonym. The real identity and purpose of the organization remained shadowy, even to its own operatives. After her betrayal, she had no home, no country, nothing but a thin allegiance to a covert U.S. agency known as Sigma. She had been recruited to discover the true puppet masters of the guild, not that she had much choice. She had to destroy her former masters before they destroyed her. It was why she had come to Paris, to chase a lead. She slowly sat up and caught a reflection in a mirror on the armoire. Her black hair was mussed by the pillow, the emerald of her eyes dull, sensitive to the weak morning sunlight. Drugged. Someone had stripped her down to her bra and panties, likely to search her for weapons or wires, or perhaps purely to intimidate her. Her clothes, black jeans, gray t-shirt, and leather motorcycle jacket, had been folded and placed atop a neighboring antique Louis XV chair. On an Empire period nightstand, her weapons had been arranged in a neat row, making a mockery of their lethality. Her Sig Sauer pistol was still in its shoulder holster, while her daggers and knives had been unsheathed, shining stingingly bright, as brilliantly as the new piece of jewelry adorning her neck. A stainless steel band had been fastened tight and low. A tiny green LED light glowed at the hollow of her throat where sharp prongs dug deep into that tender flesh. 
So, this is what woke me up. She reached to the electronic necklace and carefully ran a fingertip along its surface, searching for the mechanism that secured it. Under her right ear, she discovered a tiny pin-sized opening. A keyhole. But who holds the key? Her heart thudded in her throat, pinching against those sharp prongs with every beat. Anger flushed her skin, leaving behind a cold dread at the base of her spine. She dug a finger under the tight band, strangling herself, driving the steel thorns deeper until agony lanced through her body, setting fire to her bones. She collapsed to the bed, contorted with pain, back arched, chest too constricted to scream. Then darkness, nothingness, 